Welcome to Matt Levitt Online, the podcast on all things top line. Matt has helped thousands of solopreneurs grow their businesses from concept to execution. Enjoy the episode. If you really want to start a business, you need to address the reasons you think you can't start a business. And then you can get rid of them and go ahead and start your business. Sounds ridiculous, but find a solution to the issue rather than let it hold you back. Countless people dream of becoming entrepreneurs every single day, and they never do. Quite honestly, they're burdened with excuses, fears, fear of failing, fear of just about anything you can imagine. There's a million cases of people who want to start a business and never do. Money, time responsibilities, you name it. Let's face it, being your own boss is scary. And if you're not your own boss yet and you're thinking about it now, believe me, it's a scary proposition. In most cases, new business owners have a lot to lose with very little insight into their chances of success. So worried about the risks of business ownership is a normal thing and you should be comfortable with that and know that it's okay because that fear is something that's going to drive you and one of the I want to go through several things here that I think can help you out in terms of building a business, starting a business, getting the thing off the ground. Listen to what others have to say. Now I know you probably don't want to hear this, but listen to your friends, listen to your family, listen to experts and go inside and listen to yourself. And here's what's going to happen. It's either going to drive you to doing that business or it's going to give you the contemplation you need to potentially save you from a ton of agony. And I know because I've started many businesses over the years. First business when I was 11 and have been involved with, helped and developed, consulted, partnered with more than 50 companies now in my um over my years so when it comes to things that have to do with your entrepreneurial goals i want you to be a sponge and as you learn and as you start to work out the idea in your head you grab a journal and write this stuff a lot of this is very elementary but if you're thinking about starting a business and you're wondering Uh, Should I do this or shouldn't I? You're going to find the notes that you're taking on this a month from now, a year from now, are going to maybe look silly or they're going to maybe look like, wow, there was some really good information in those notes that I wrote down and then I journaled during that period of time. So write these things down. They're going to be important to you. And especially as you go through uh, the years. When I was 13 years old, I started journaling. I I got a planner. I started journaling my days. I started working through the idea of setting goals. And I found that notebook uh, a few years back. And I was chuckling in some way at what, what my thought process was when I was 13. But in another way, I looked at it and I was like, wow, I really uh, put some effort into this. And it was really a, a powerful thing to me to be able to do that. And you know what? I had a family member in my life 
that made fun of me, made fun of me for being in business for myself. In my house, a family member made fun of me on a regular basis, and I used that to drive me. And it drove me to the point where, uh, good, bad, or indifferent, I was able to make a heck of a lot more money than he was able to during that period. You know, we were close in lay age, and I made a lot more money than he did, certainly during my high school years. And 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 it really did drive me to be able to do better, to stay focused on on what I was doing. So don't worry what friends and family say to you, but I want you to contemplate it all. I want you to think about it. Um, do they like your idea? Do they not like your idea? Why don't they like your idea? It can help you with uh, fine-tuning your direction of your product and what your offering is and how you work. So encourage your listeners to be honest with you. Encourage the people who are, who are, who are you are giving the idea of here's what I plan on doing. Encourage them to be honest with you. Don't take it personal, but utilize that information because it's that collective opinion. Believe it or not from your peers, believe it or not from your family members and, and, and your friends, that can help you to reflect on what it is the, the actual consumer wants or what the consumer might react to in regards to your product and the way that you service your business. So don't ignore the power of advice also from experts and other people around you, people who have been veterans in the business uh, that you've been in. These folks know firsthand about some of the ups and downs that it can be like to be an entrepreneur, that it could be like to be in the business that you're looking to go into. Now, rather than um, starting your idea with what it is that you want to sell, think about what it is that you want to solve. And it's, it's so much easier to gain a really solid customer base when you're solving a problem for somebody as opposed to selling them a product. So be thinking about that. Yes, I know that's features and benefits, and that's getting to understand what it is that the consumer wants and being able to fulfill that. This has to be done, I believe, in the initial research phase of your business. We talk about a lot at MLO, my concept of the hex, research, design, message, and then act, engage, and grow. And the research side of this is so important because that's what you're doing through these first few components that I've talked about. Your startup should fill a hole in a market or a niche that gives you that ability to be able to provide a solution for others. From mowing lawns when I was 11 years old to 19 to starting this most recent business that I'm working with called MLO, Matt Levitt Online, it's really been going behind the scenes for many years, but is now culminating all the years of business that I've had and turning it into something that I can help educate and help other people be successful. But I think about MLO, and yes, MLO has to be monetized for my time and the money that I, that I spend in just doing podcasts, in just uh, doing videos for people. But that whole concept, after doing my research, I found that I could provide products and services to people to help them understand 
how to uh, how to build how to do the research, create the design, and cr create the message. Do the design, their plan, create the message, put their business model together, help them understand how to get into action, help them understand how to engage, and help in in a simple format and the ability to be able to then grow their business and be successful and actually take a business and be successful with it. Not just have a business, but be successful with this. And know, knowing what, uh, how this is all put together and knowing how to be able to solve problems that people have and being able to understand what your motives are that can help create a brand for your company and your market, knowing what those problems are that the target consumers face and how you can actually solve them is what I'm getting to here, okay? But reel it in. Reel all of this back in. Keep it simple. Too many entrepreneurs have a great business idea that they're running around with here, but they let their concept get just completely out of control and overcomplicated. So you could wind up wind up with a um, you could wind up with this super um, expensive elaborate concept or product that nobody wants to buy because it's overcomplicated. You have to simplify this thing down. You got to start small. You got to narrow your focus. You got to learn to test your business ideas as they grow, but create a simple, high quality product and provide really good service, and you'll be successful. I know that sounds rather simple right there. Obviously, there's a lot of other things that are gonna go with this, but being able to fulfill the promises that you have for your customers and then exceed those expectations is a lot easier than making these grandiose ideas and trying to overcomplicate and, and actually, over, not trying to overcomplicate, but overcomplicating uh, your product your business, your company, by trying to compete with the competition, by trying to offer more than you're really capable of offering. But don't water down your offering with these unnecessary um, frills because that's gonna cost you in business. Now in the design phase, once you start to develop your business idea and you start to bring it out to how much is it gonna cost me to get this off the ground, um, and you have to factor in all the business expenses necessary to launch and to operate your business. You know, like location, rent, supplies, marketing, all of those aspects, whatever. Put it all on a spreadsheet and understand what that's going to cost you, what your cost of goods are going to be. Are you going to have administrative charges? What are all the costs going to be to be able to run your business? Come up with that most educated number that you think you possibly can, and then I want you to 3X it. That's right, I said 3X it. I want you to triple that number because lack of experience, for the most part, is going to cause you to have unexpected costs of running a business. And because of that lack of experience, and that's not something that I can help, you know, if you haven't done business before, you lack experience. And if you have done business before, I still 2X everything myself. I put a 2X on everything myself. But when you're starting a business, you, you better 3X it. And some guys even say 4X it or quadruple. I think you're safe at 3X if you do the right research, put the right plan together, create the right messaging, then you're going to be able to 
get this thing off the ground, but I still, as a safe bet, want you to 3X it and get personal with your budget. When you're thinking about the cost of starting a business, don't forget about where you are with your personal budget. Look at how much money that you need to live on. What is your rent? What's your food, your gas, your health care? All of those basic things. Lay these expenses out and which ones are the most important, like the mortgage, to the ones that are the least important, such as items you might be able to slide on, like entertainment and you know stuff in those areas. Because once you have a grasp on all these expenses, um, you're, you're going to have the... <laughs> you're gonna have the ability to wager in whether or not you need to bring in some outside capital, whether or not you need to get a small business loan, whether or not you can actually afford to get this business off the ground and make it happen. But do imagine yourself running out of money. I want you to visualize this. I want you to sit and visualize yourself. What would happen if I ran out of money? And there's gonna be a high probability that this is gonna happen. It's happened to me and so many businesses. I've had several businesses that have come close to bankruptcy. And I had one that did. And it's not a good feeling. And most of it could be solved by proper planning the upfront and then thinking about what, uh, getting the feeling, the visualization, the understanding, if this thing goes down and I'm not making any money, am I gonna be able to sustain? Am I gonna be able to keep this going? And if so, for how long? And that's gonna make the difference. It's a good idea to come up with the, my plans are screwed concept, or my plans are screwed plan, because you might need to get a job on the fly, or temporarily, I've done that, or temporarily do a gig to be able to get yourself through so that you can make this thing going for a period of, keep it going for a period of time. Figure out how you, how you'd get by if your business plan goes south on you. That's the bottom line. So if you want to start a, a small business, I recommend you don't quit your day job. If you're a solo entrepreneur, you're going into, um, uh, for the first time, you're going into a situation of an independent contractor type of business, or you're starting a new gig, or you're launching something new, and you have all these wow, fantastic ideas, and there's no, and everybody's telling you this thing's gonna explode, you're gonna be awesome, it's gonna be incredible, and you don't have enough startup capital to keep this thing going for a period of time, then launching a, a business can be a tragedy. And you can build your business in different stages if you have an income source coming in. And you can gradually transition out of being um, an employee into being an entrepreneur. So, I've always told people that, you you know, to, to X your full-time income before you think about quitting your regular job. Or, at, at the very least, meet your income on a part-time scale. And, and as long as you have 12 months of cash reserve available or put away, this is going to keep you from having that inevitable, potential, failed business. Um... You know, I think another key thing, because let's face it, most businesses go out of business. More business in five years, most businesses that are started today will be out of business. And one one challenge that I can say in, in closing out here, one of the biggest challenges that most business owners face is they don't know how to sell. They simply do not know how to sell. They're not comfortable with it. 
They want somebody else to do it. And if you look at most of the billionaires that have, have made it in business and have succeeded on their own, their, it, their success comes as a result of being really good at communicating, being in front of people and selling their business, selling their um, a, a, a product and selling themselves to the people that are in front of them. Because if you're worried what people will think about you or think about your business, then you better just get over it. Because um, if you can't convince consumers to buy what you have uh, that, that would support your business, then you're probably not the right person to go into business. Now, don't get me wrong. This is an area that you can work on. This is an area that you can get good at. And you're simply going to be able to get good at it by creating your story memorizing your elevator pitch, and that's a 30-second factoid about you, your company, and your product. Memorize that darn thing and and let it rip and start telling as many people as you can about it because that's going to make the difference in building and growing and making this thing go. Learn to turn your passion into an obsession. And I'm not talking, when I say obsession, I'm not talking the unhealthy, crazy, obnoxious type, but I'm talking about 70% of that. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to rev it up. You got to get to that. I'm just going to, I'm, look, and when I say obsession, that's not something you can create. That's something you can scale back. This person is obsessed with talking to people about what it is he's doing. You can scale that back. But your passion has to turn into an obsession at a certain point where you're eating it, you're sleeping it, you're drinking it. And it's something that you get excited about when you're talking to people and they can feel your excitement and alone, just from that alone, they'll probably want to engage and want to get involved. But do attract people through your conviction and make that happen. Do it and always be open to learn. Consider opinions and ideas. Stay open-minded. Get that budget in place. Three exit. Keep your job. And you, you don't have to, you don't have to quit your job. You can get this thing off the ground and get it going around what it is you're doing, unless you have enough capital to be able to carry you through that period of time. Um, then you're in a different, probably different boat than most people who are starting out here as a solo entrepreneur. So you don't have to act upon everything that people tell you remember your friends and family and stuff that i was talking about earlier your peer group you don't have to act upon what they tell you but simply consider that consider everything that's being brought to you because that's going to be good information for your research and your design to be able to create your message as you walk into the market with your action engagement and growing it all right Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit mattlevittonline.com to sign up for emails and connect on social media for regular how-tos, business commentary, and more. That's mattlevittonline.com.